Giants tie the Washington Commanders 2020. Yes, it was a tie at the Meadowlands. And it, it feels like a loss. It really does. And maybe Washington feels this way as well. But for the Giants, it feels like a loss. You know, the Giants were the home team. So now, really, a lot comes down to that game at Washington in a couple weeks. That will determine who has the tiebreaker between Washington and the Giants right there. Assuming, of course, there's a winner in that game, which one would think. But, yeah, for the Giants, you know, up 20 to 13, there's a couple of things I think back to. And there's a lot of different scenarios to discuss in this game. But a couple of things that stand out, really, John Feliciano's penalty was gigantic where Darius Slayton gets a first down. It would have been at about the 35 of Washington up seven, maybe, maybe the 36 or 37, but you're really in a position and on a good side of the field for Graham Gano, where you get a field goal and you're up two scores and you're likely winning that, that football game. But Feliciano flexes and after the game, apparently it, it was, you know, in the direct, it was supposed to be in the direction of Slayton, but still, what are you even doing putting yourself in that position? That's just stupid. That, that that costs you a win, a huge win. And then another play, just a standout play, was there was a fourth down for Washington. And Taylor Heineke does a really nice job. He escapes to the left, and he finds, I believe it was Curtis Samuel. I think it was Samuel who he found down the left sideline. Like, if, if a stop is made there, the Giants are also in amazing position to win the game. The offense stalled. And a lot of that has to do with play calling. Uh, Mike Kafka... Has a lot of explaining to do in this game. I just don't like how the Giants, they don't really trust Daniel Jones. They don't really trust the passing game. The Giants passing game on first down was great. But they, they had these predictable runs that, that went nowhere. And that's what killed them. I thought that the game plan was way too conservative. That's what it's been. You got to have some faith. You got to have some faith. And then to that point, and I didn't have as much of a problem with this as other people did. But I understand why people would be pissed off was... In overtime, fourth and three, the Giants had the ball at about the Washington 43 or so, just outside of field goal range, and the Giants punted it away. And they did get the ball back, and the game ends on a missed field goal by Graham Gano, a 50-yard field goal that went short. But I understand the risk there. If you don't get it, like Washington is very close to, you know, getting a, a first down or you know, or, or two and getting a game-winning field goal. However, winning this game was very important. Even if it came at the risk of a loss, winning this game was very important in the sake of Washington versus the Giants. Now, a tie theoretically could be okay as far as, let's say, like Seattle, right? Let's say because Seattle had beat the Giants, so now you kind of throw that tiebreaker out, of, out the window. So that might come out to to be okay where you don't lose – but as far as it, it goes with Washington head-on, this doesn't really do you any good. And now, look, you have to give Washington a little bit of the advantage when the game goes to Washington in a couple of weeks. The Giants will be the road team. Not to say they can't win that game, but you know Washington will have a bye, and they will be gearing up to face the Giants again while the Giants will be busy with a tough opponent in the Philadelphia Eagles. So I don't feel great about this. Could it have been worse? Yeah, but you're up 20 to 13. Giants really should have won this game. Now, again, from a commander's standpoint, Washington fans might feel as if they let this slip. And, and they had chances. There were moments where it felt like they would win as well. Look, they jumped that to a 10-0 lead. 
But the Giants, that was a very winnable game. There were there were some positives, namely Aziz Ojolari, I thought was really good in his return. Uh, was really involved in what was a better pass rush. So that was good to see. So yeah, there were some things that you can kind of look on and, and take from this game. And, you know, I thought Isaiah Hodgins was really good. You know, the wide the right receivers for the Giants, you know, got it done for the most part. Darius Slayton doesn't come down with what was a tough catch, but doesn't come down with it. And that was uh, in the fourth quarter, which would have been really big. But yeah, again, Kafka, Dayball, uh, they are ones where I think they deserve some blame here. But let's discuss the game. And for the Giants, a lot of players return. Still no Adoree Jackson, which again, it looms large. Terry McLaurin had a really nice game. I really think that the Giants could have used Adoree Jackson. I really hope. See, now I'm at the point where I really hope he's back for that, that Washington game. That's got to be like the date. Where if he can get back to that Washington, then at least it wasn't all ruined. But I have major doubts as to whether that will happen. So Jackson's still out. Azudu's still out. Lemieux's still out. So the offensive line's a bit banged up. Evan Neal returns. Nick Gates moves over to left guard. Felicianos at center. For me, the ideal situation, and Mark Lewinsky's been awful. For me, the ideal five, if healthy, is Thomas Bredesen. Uh, Thomas, Azudu, Gates, Bredesen, and Neal. Getting Bredesen back will be important. He was out again, but he was playing pretty well before he went down. Daniel Bellinger returns and didn't have the biggest impact, but he helped probably more than the stats show. But Bellinger was in there, and a lot of others returned too. Fabian Moreau, some good and some bad for Moreau, but he was back. But, yeah, this was a giant team that, that is getting healthier. And there was an injury today. Leonard Williams, I think it was a neck injury for Leonard Williams. I don't know the, the severity of it. Obviously, it's never a good sign when you don't return. But we'll see what comes of that from as far as Leonard Williams. But the Giants get off to a really rough start. Now, the first few plays were pretty good where Barkley and Jones are getting some nice gains on the ground. But then Jones fumbles the ball. So Daniel Jones... When I think about the game that he had today, it was pretty good. I thought Daniel Jones played a pretty solid game, but a really bad fumble to start out. But Washington only gets three. So the commanders get good field position, and they move the ball down the field. A lot of Brian Robinson, and he ran the ball pretty well today. But the Giants are able to make a stand, and Joey Sly kicks a 31-yard field goal. Then the Giants go three and out. And again, things are looking pretty bleak, especially when Washington scores a touchdown. And it is Terry McLaurin. This was a bad tackle by Moreau. It's a 19-yard touchdown for McLaurin from uh, Taylor Heineke, and it's 10-0 Commanders. But the Giants do respond, as we've seen them do this season, and... As we head into the second quarter, the big play, well, I mean, Darius Slayton makes an eight-yard catch to start, but really Daniel Jones gets involved on the ground. Long story short, the Giants end up with a 48-yard field goal by Graham Gano. So they get points, and then the defense with a nice three and out. You get a, a sack by Justin Ellis. Uh, we haven't really seen him do a whole lot this year, but the Giants get the ball back, and it's a nice, quick five-play, 81-yard uh, eighty-one yard drive 
And Darius Slade with a big 55-yard catch. The deep ball, either it works or it comes very close to working. I wish the Giants would take more shots downfield. Now, they tried later on, but somewhat ill-advised to do it twice because they almost ended up losing regulation by doing that. But I wish the Giants would take more shots downfield. And it ends up with a Saquon Barkley 13-yard touchdown. So the Giants tied up at 10. Then the Commanders get the ball back, and they move the ball well as well. Terry McLaurin with a 20-yard catch. You get a defensive holding on uh, Fabian Moreau to prolong the drive. Eventually, Joey Slides 42-yard field goal, makes it 13-10. Then the Giants get the ball back with 2.23 to go, and they it's a good drive. However, it, it falls short of really what you're looking for. Saquon Barkley with a nice 21-yard run. I think that was probably his biggest run of the game. I'll have to confirm that. But uh, Daniel Jones to Isaiah Hodgins on a nice extra effort play to get the first down. But the Giants run themselves into a situation. Let's just say, and it sucks because Richie James almost got the first down. And, and in fact, on first glance, I thought it was. But they rule it short. So, so it's a third and one. And for some reason, and at this point, the Giants – have used their last time out. Third one at the Washington 11, they decide to do a QB sneak for Daniel Jones. What's the point of that exactly? What are you gaining there? Because then they would just spike it and take a field goal. Just take a shot at the end zone. I mean, obviously you want to be smart about it, but what was, there wasn't really any upside to doing a QB sneak. Getting the first down there didn't really mean anything. And so kind of underwhelming, what could have been a touchdown drive ends up in a field goal. So we're tied up at 13 and a half. And things start out really well in the second half for the Giants. Thanks to Aziz Ojolari. He sacks Taylor Heineke. He fumbles it. And it's recovered by Ojolari as well. And so really nice shot by Aziz. I don't think he played it like snaps wise. I don't think it was his normal allotment, but he was really good. And for Ojolari, when he's been healthy this year, he's been very good. It's been he was a second round pick last year, and he's been pretty successful in a short, you know, short career so far. And to make things better, the Giants get a touchdown. And it's Isaiah Hodgins. A nice route, a nice throw by Jones, six yard touchdown for Hodgins, and the Giants are up 20 to 13. And the defense really got going. Really did a nice job. They forced a punt. There was a big holding penalty, I think, on this drive at one point that kind of stalled things for Washington. Yeah, illegal. Yes, illegal block above the waist. That put him in a tough spot, and then they punt. However, the Giants are forced to go three and out. Again, the Giants don't get it done. And what sucked here, you got a second and two. Bellinger, eight-yard catch-up first down, and then Barkley, no gain, and then Jones, one yard. Their fourth one, they have to punt. The run game really wasn't all that effective, and this was very, very frustrating where you have a second and two, and you don't get a first down. Washington gets the ball back, and we head into the fourth quarter. McLaurin with a 12-yard catch, Antonio Gibson getting involved in the pass game. But another big penalty by Washington sets him back a bit, and they miss the field goal. Joey Sly misses a 52-yard field goal. So the Giants have decent field position, and they don't do anything with it. They don't, as there's an offensive holding penalty on Daniel Bellinger, and it's an ugly sort of drive, and it ends up with Washington getting the ball back at their own nine. And... It was even better because Washington was three and out. And so they punt the ball away and the Giants get the ball at the Washington 47. And, and this is what it was. This is the play that, that, that haunts the Giants and it still stings. 
Slayton, 12-yard catch, so it did go to 35, and John Feliciano is called for taunting. 15-yard penalty, so you get that first down, but it pushes you 15 yards back. The Giants were in field goal range with about six minutes left, and you get a field goal in that game. I know crazier things have happened, but you're really looking at a win. You're really looking at a win. Now, look, they could have lost yardage. It wasn't like a short shot situation, but you're right there. And from there, they go nowhere. It ends up in a sack. They punt it away. That was gigantic. And the next drive, and now you're at the point where Washington, you know, it's it's getting late. And on a third and four, on a third and four, sorry, fourth and four, Heineke finds Curtis Samuel on a 20-yard catch. It was a play where he there was pressure. It, it seemed bleak for him, and he found him. And, and that was an absolute killer. We go to the two-minute warning, and it's very quick. Washington ties it up very quickly. 25-yard uh, catch for, for Curtis Samuel. Then it is a touchdown for Jahan Dotson and really bad tackling on this one as well. I, I forget who it was. Um, Zion Gilbert might have been one of them. Zion Gilbert, I think that was his uh, NFL debut today. But Dotson, touchdown, ties it up for Washington. So the Giants get the ball back. And I'm thinking to myself, there's a better chance that Washington scores regulation than the Giants. And it almost worked out that way. There was a deep pass to Slayton that was barely incomplete. Then another deep shot to (coughs) Slayton, also incomplete. Then Isaiah Hodgins, incomplete. So the Giants punted away, and Washington hits the ball back, and they're moving the ball, but the Giants get it done defensively. And so we head to overtime. So, look, Washington had a chance. They had first and 10 at the 38. Like, it was getting close. But the Giants get the ball first in overtime. And as they win the toss, and the running game failed them. You get an 11-yard catch by Darius Slayton, and then a negative three-yard run by Saquon Barkley. And then after an eight-yard scramble by Daniel Jones, he gets sacked. So Gillen punts it away. Again, Washington's kind of getting close, really close, in fact. They were first and 10 at the Giant 44. However, the Giants do a really nice job as they hold Washington and they punt it away. Giants get the ball back at their own 14 with four minutes left in overtime. And Saquon Barkley does some stuff. Isaiah Hodgins with a couple of catches. And the Giants eventually have the situation where it's first and 10 at the 48, two-minute warning. They are very close to maybe winning this game. Four-yard catch by Bellinger, three-yard catch by Barkley, third and three at the 45, and it was a really weird sort of play call that ends up in a no-gain Daniel Jones sack. Fourth and three at the 45, and they end up deciding to punt. They try to draw him offside, and they punt, and this is where, you know, I understand the frustration. I do. I'm not completely up in arms with it, but I understand the frustration because, look, day ball against Tennessee, he went for it. Like, that was like a very invigorating, bringing the team together moment, and here they don't. But Kayvon Thibodeau, and we've seen him, when he gets his sacks, they're in big spots. At the 10-yard line, he sacks Heineke. It's an 8-yard loss to the 2. Now, it sucks that Heineke holds on to this football. If he loses it, the Giants recover. It's game over. The Giants, Brian Robinson on the next play, fumbles it out of bounds. Unfortunately, the clock continues to run. Initially, the clock stopped, but it was the the it's the rule. Fumbles out of bounds, so the Giants are forced to call a timeout. And the Giants eventually get the ball back 
with 28, with about 30 seconds to start their own 43. So it's possible. And to make things better, Richie James with a really nice 14-yard catch. Like in traffic, nice catch. Giants spike the ball. And there's a three-yard pass play to Daniel Bellinger to get it to the 40. But then the next play, you got nothing there. And so it ends up in a Graham Gano 58-yard field goal with the wind was not uh, to his advantage. It wasn't. And Gano goes short. It was accuracy wise, it was there, but it didn't have the distance. And so the Giants, it's a tie. 20 to 20 tie. It feels like a loss. Giants are 7 4 and 1. And next is the Eagles, who are really, really good. I will see what happens. I, I, I'm not overly confident. It's a divisional game, and the Giants have their work cut out for them before a really big game against Washington. These next couple of weeks are going to determine the fate of this uh, of their season. If the Giants lose both games, I think that they're I think they're not, they're done. I think they're done. Now, if they split them, ideally you win the Washington game. And if you split, let's say you beat Philly, lose to Washington, then Washington got the upper uh, he's got the upper hand, but you're still in it. So the Giants have to win one of these next two games, preferably the Washington one. But still, that Philly game does loom very large. Like I said, Seattle's still involved in this race. There's a lot of other factors that could come in. But five more games to go, and the clock is ticking. And this tie, while it doesn't destroy them, it really doesn't help them. And so missed opportunities are a couple of plays away from a really big win. Instead, it, you get the rare tie. Washington Commanders, New York Giants. It is a, a 2020 tie. And we will see how the Giants respond in the next couple of weeks in division, home against the Eagles and then have the commanders.